Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, Dolphins fans, haters, and everyone in between to your favorite show discussing the greatest franchise in sports, Miami Dolphins. This is the Fins Pod. My name is Moose, your host, and today we're going to talk about the Dolphins' biggest game of the season. The greatest quarterback of my relatively short lifetime will be coming into Hard Rock Stadium to take on Miami. Nobody thinks the Fins stand a chance. Are they wrong? We'll get into that, as well as what the Dolphins have to do in order to compete with the defending Super Bowl champs. We're going to discuss that and, as always, take a quick look at the latest stories published over at FinsPod.com. Let's dive in. Sally, is Casey too big a favorite in this spot? No, I'm surprised. Is this going to go, like, down to six and a half? People are jumping ship on Kansas City, and I get why. They're all of a sudden kicking, like, 19-yard field goals, not going for it on fourth and goal from the two. They're scoring touchdowns and uh, being called incomplete, and they're like, eh, we don't need to review it. We're fine. We'll have enough points again. It's very strange betting the Chiefs these days, but I do feel like they step it up in December. I know they already played a December game. This is probably the case for every month, but this game uh, in particular was good. 16-4, and four, a 10-point differential. I think Mahomes wants to make a statement here against Tua. Show him, okay, youngster, you're coming in the league. You better score 35 to beat us. I feel like they have a 34-16 game in them, and it's this one. What's Kansas City's weakness? Against the run, 27th in the league. I'm not that worried about Miles Gaskin, especially when Miami's going to have to come from behind. I like Kansas City big here. Before we jump into the nitty-gritty details of what I think the Dolphins have to do in order to stand a chance this weekend, let's take a macroscopic view of what it is we're actually talking about right now. The Dolphins are facing the 11-1 Chiefs. At the start of the season, most everyone had circled this as a loss, and why wouldn't they? The Dolphins are building something, but it's early in the life cycle of the program, and the Chiefs are well-established as one of the most dominant teams in the league, if not the most dominant team, and in my opinion one of the most dominant um, dynasties that we're going to see over the next few years. There's definitely a few more Super Bowls left there. And, but the conversation is not what anyone expected. The dolphins are eight and four. So what's happening right now is not what people thought was going to happen. you know, a few months ago, even a month ago, but the dolphins are at eight and four with some impressive victories on their resume at home, fighting for their playoff chances, as well as a potential division title. They've proven that they want to show the league and the world that they're legitimate contenders. You can see that in a lot of the clips post-game. Eric Rowe, you know, mentioning the fact that people are doubting them and they're they're here to stay. Um, that shows you the mentality of the squad. They want they want to be considered legitimate, um, you know, and, and be one of those contending teams in the NFL. Are they actually there? No, not yet. I don't think so. But the players don't think that way. 
If Brian Flores has proven anything, it's that his guys come ready to play. And that will be the case this weekend. When I say I don't think they're there yet, I mean AFC Championship Super Bowl type team. I think this team is going to be there in a few years and kind of establish themselves as a team that will be in the playoff conversation year in, year out, which is amazing. And honestly, all you can ask for from a franchise and what we have desperately needed and wanted um, over the last 20, 25 years. And honestly, I think this game, they're going to come out with more juice than we've seen all season. And that juice, that energy, combined with the South Florida Sun, could play a huge factor in the overall outcome. So let's first talk about the Dolphins' offense. The Chiefs are not the same old defense that they used to be. You know, they used to win exclusively in shootouts, and their defense would just get cut up, and it would be like 34-28, 35-27. You know, even the, even the shitty teams would score like 20, 21 points. But now they're pretty legit. They rank 8th in pass defense, led by the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, and their rush defense, you know, it is their weakness, but lucky for them, our rush offense is ours. The Dolphins are going to have to sustain drives, keep Mahomes off the field. That's our only real chance. If he's able to keep getting cracks of the Dolphins' defense, eventually touchdowns will be scored. So they have to keep Patrick Mahomes off of the field. In order to do that, they have to do two things offensively that they have struggled with throughout the season. That's run the rock and convert on third down. Now, converting on third down is a result of play calling, a lot of it, and making sure that they set themselves up for success, and that means being efficient on first and second down. Nothing crazy here, but I'm going to make a prediction. I think we're going to see the Dolphins unleash Tua as a runner this Sunday, um, and this is the game to pull out all the stops. I mean, why why hold anything back? It's, it's who are you hiding things for if not for the defending Super Bowl champs? So I, when I say unleash Tua as a runner— I mean, I expect the Dolphins to actually use the read option. You know, we've seen it sprinkled in here and there, specifically in Arizona. He had that run to the left side for about five, six yards. But I think I expect the team to open up the game, showing it to Kansas City's defense, in order to add a little wrinkle, kind of something new that Miami's going to establish as something in the game that they're going to go to. And if Tua pulls the ball and is able to run, even for a three- to five-yard gain, it's going to help the entirety of the offense. It's going to help the run-pass option, the RPOs, because now the defense has to assess not only whether Tua is going to give the ball to the back or you know make a quick throw out to a slant or an out from his receiver, but now they have to account for him holding it and running it. That's going to freeze the linebackers a little bit more, especially if he finds success early in the game. And in turn, that's also going to help the running game because it forces those defenses to hes- the, that defense to hesitate. Um, so you know, if they have to consider, wait, he might throw it to the outside. Wait, Tua might take it and run. Well, now you hand the ball up, and Miles Gaskin is able to get a chunk. And I think the reason Miami's kind of avoided to do this because you know I'm making it sound so great. Like, well, why don't we do the read option all the time? I think it was in order to protect Tua, and that makes sense. I mean, they haven't really needed to go to it. I mean, he's four and one as a starter. And when he was banged up, you know, in, in the loss to Denver, so, like, why would you pull out a, a play that is designed to have the quarterback get smacked at the end of it if he's unable to get down? So I do think that this is a great game to pull it out because, remember, in college, Tua was a mobile guy. He did run the ball, convert third downs with his legs. I think he's going to have to do things like that. Um, you know, we see the really good quarterbacks early in their career kind of run the ball. Baker Mayfield did it. I mean, he's not a really good quarterback, but his rookie year, he was really good, uh, and he was able to to run the ball. Josh Allen exclusively was like a running back in the first couple seasons in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes would tuck it and go. He still does, but as a rookie and in his second year, um, not as a rookie, excuse me, he didn't play, but in his second year, he was able to run the ball. And as he's gotten more developed and as these quarterbacks get better, they just start relying on pocket. Now, I, on pocket passing, I don't think Tua 
you know, has really shown what he can do with his legs. We've seen it in glimpses, again, in Arizona. But I think we're actually going to see what it looks like when Tua becomes a running quarterback, or at least a little more mobile because he has every, you know, capability of doing so. He's not going to Lamar Jackson it, make a bunch of defenders miss and run up for a 12-yard gain, but he'll hold it and run for third and six, convert it, maybe, you know, on a first and 10, read option, run out for a six-yard gain, making a much more manageable second and four. So I do think the fact that they could add a running option for Tua and again if they don't do this at all I will admit to it next week Uh, but I just have a feeling that that's the one wrinkle in this offense that they haven't unleashed yet that is there that they have at their disposal another person who's going to have to run the rock Miles Gaskin he's going to have to be a serious contributor not only in the running game but also as a pass catching option since the Chiefs can get after it again these aren't your daddy's Chiefs they got Frank Clark Chris Jones these are some legit guys who can make our rookie quarterback very uncomfortable and the whole offense is going to have to come out ready to go. Obviously, Devontae Parker, Mike Kosicki, of course, they need to be what they have been. And I think they will continue to. I don't, there's no reason that they won't you know, be effective receiving options. But guys like Lynn Bowden Jr., he flashed last week. He got some real opportunities. And I think he did a lot with it. He made guys miss. He always made the first guy miss. Um, and I think he can also be used in the run game. He was given that one carry for 11 yards. So they might you know, rely on him maybe in some sweeps and and maybe some wildcat type situations. Again, we have to do everything to sustain drives here. You cannot give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes. So the whole offense is going to have to come out ready to go. Um, maybe some other guys too, not just Limbaugh. And obviously, Jakeem Grant is there and he's going to get some looks. But guys like Durham Smythe, Adam Shaheen, and even potentially Antonio Callaway, you know, we're going to need someone to step up and become a viable option that Tua can rely on to move the chains in sticky situations. Antonio Callaway wouldn't surprise me if he had a couple catches. Of all receivers in on this roster, he's the only one who's proven with NFL film that he can go deep and catch a nine route, go, go in a straight line, beat the corner, and catch it. Jakeem just hasn't shown that he can do it. He dropped a perfectly beautifully thrown pass um, and that was painful uh, but I think Antonio Callaway is going to be used to try to take the top off on certain certain downs and distances um, but we'll see they might try to keep things simple in order to move the offense but if Miami's in the need to start stretching out the offense and they need to score some points expect number 16 to pop up on the field you know and if the Dolphins offense comes out slow or struggles to move up and down the field then it could be a long long day in Miami the real challenge of this matchup, of this game, is going to be for our defense. And look, I'm not saying anything revelatory there. The Chiefs can kill you in so many different ways. Tyreek Hill over the top, Travis Kelsey over the middle of the field or in the seam, Sammy Watkins on the outside, on the comebacks, on the out routes, Mecole Hardman in the quick screen game or, or you know the, the quick pitches, and honestly, in the running game too, as well as Le'Veon Bell out of the backfield. The Dolphins are in for a physical Sunday afternoon, a lot of running. The good news is that Miami's defense is by far the best attribute of the 2020 Dolphins. Strength on strength. Ryan Flores has extensive experience going against Patrick Mahomes in his time in New England as a defensive coordinator. So this is not his first rodeo, and that's going to be very helpful. We saw what Flo going against guys he's already played and has had success against looks like when Miami smothered Jared Goff and the Rams. The big difference is the Chiefs are leagues better offensively than L.A. is. So even though Miami was able to shut down Jared Goff, similar to how the Patriots have at least had some success in limiting Patrick Mahomes in the past, I don't think that's going to be replicated. 
but I think they're going to make things tough for him. I don't expect to see a bunch of chunk plays. Um, you know, maybe if they if the Dolphins are able to take a lead and, and and the Chiefs are kind of making that second half rally, we'll see it. But I think at the start of the game, I don't expect to see a lot of chunk plays. Um, I think Miami's going to sort of force them to dink and dunk down the field, um, and then they'll tighten up in the red zone. So. Even though Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks against the Blitz this season, I, I still want to see Miami be aggressive. I mean, we have the corners to do it, and arguably the best secondary that the Chiefs have faced this season. I, I think it's pretty, not arguable, I think it's pretty clear. Um, you have to trust your best players, and, and, you, and that's Xavier Howard. And frankly, Byron Jones has been playing very well. He doesn't get the love that he deserves because his name's never mentioned. There's a reason for that. It's because he's shutting his guy down. So you have to trust your best players. And you have to assign them roles, specific roles in a game plan. And you know that's what Brian Flores is going to do. My guess, they're going to put Xavier Howard on Sammy Watkins, try to take him entirely out of the game. And then Eric Rowe and a linebacker, or Eric Rowe sometimes alone, but you know Jerome Baker, Kamu Grugier-Hill may help, will match up on Kelsey. And Eric Rowe has shown that he is able to shut down some of the best tight ends in the game. We saw him do it with George Kittle. So I think you know he will limit Kelsey. I think Kelsey's still a monster, and the connection he has with Mahomes will not allow for him to be totally shut out. Um, but I think they're going to have to force him the ball. Um, it's not going to be like wide open over the middle. I think Miami is going to account for that, and they understand that Mahomes uses him to sort of jumpstart drives. So if they shut him out and force him to rely on these other weapons, it puts the defense in a better spot. And then you have to hope that a combination of Byron Jones, Nick Needham, Bobby McCain, you know, that they can contain Tyreek Hill. So... The biggest factor of this game is whether or not the Dolphins' defense is going to be able to make the Chiefs one-dimensional offensively, and stopping the run will be one of those keys to victory. You know, the Chiefs have struggled in recent weeks to punch the ball in the end zone, so keeping them to field goals will also be a boon for Miami's chances. Again, when I mentioned containing Tyreek Hill, similar to Kelsey, he's going to get his. Um, I think they can pretty much shut out Watkins if they if they put Howard on there. And, and whoever Howard goes against, except for probably Tyreek Hill, I think they could shut down. That's why I think it makes sense to put him on Sammy Watkins because he's kind of like that third option um, that's able to kill you on third downs um, when they you know the defense focuses on Kelsey and Hill. So having a guy who can just take him out will be great. And I just don't think X has the speed to match up with Tyreek Hill. Byron Jones does. And having safety help over the top and sort of bracketing him the entire game um, I think will be huge. So that's why Miami has to be able to stop the run because if you, you can't stop them from running the ball and then they're able to also throw it, they're gonna they're gonna score a lot of points. It's not gonna be a fun fun Sunday, um, but look let's let's take an overall look at what this game could be. The Chiefs are absolutely gonna be able to score, like I mentioned, but the question is how and when. If Miami can jump on top of them or stay within striking distance, they have a puncher's chance. If they fall down multiple scores, it could become a blowout. Although I just don't feel that's gonna happen. So my prediction. I think Miami's going to come out hot defensively. I think they're going to come ready to go. Flores is going to have his guys ready. They're going to come out with a chip on their shoulder, something to prove. And the Chiefs won't score more than 10 points in the first half. And the defense will be solid for the first half. But then the Chiefs will make the necessary adjustments in the second half and begin shredding the Dolphins' defense. Whether or not Miami continues to hold on to the lead that they maintain, whether it be 2 points, 3 points, 14 points, whatever it is, that's entirely dependent on Tua and the Dolphins' offense. If Tungavailoa is what we hope he can be, what we expect him to be, then we should see something this weekend. I do believe that. I believe that, and I think the great ones show it when it matters. So I do expect to see something. Similar to Arizona, when he's going up against another really good quarterback, he needs to score to keep pace, and he knows that. 
Chan Gailey knows that. Brian Flores knows that. So they're going to open things up. And I'm going to predict a Miami Dolphins victory. And I know, I'm crazy. Lock me up, put me in an asylum. But I swear to God, the Dolphins will come out on top of Kansas City. 30-26. to 26. What do you think? Am I a psycho? Be sure to let me know your score predictions on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us at FinsPod. Uh, reach out to me. Let me know what you guys will think is going to happen this weekend. This is big. I can't it's wait. It's really big. And I look at Miami right now. There was that terrible, ugly, strange incident against Cincinnati with the two special teams hits. Right. And I came out on Monday morning on our show in the morning, and I said, I want to do a whole thing on Brian Flores. Give me the tape of him. Give me the incident. I want, I want to stand on a soapbox and scream about this. Uh, I was d- discouraged from doing that due to sensitivity with the extracurriculars, and I appreciate that why. However, Brian Flores, I think, won so much more love and loyalty from the Dolphins locker room that he already had before that. If you have your head coach, I mean, actually standing in the middle of the field looking for a piece of someone. It, look, there's a few coaches in the league who would do that. There's a few coaches who would want to make you think that they would do that, and they're posers, and they want to be held back. Flores was ready, and he's, his message was like, you're going to hurt our guy, and it, it, that's enough. One time you can do it, second time I will literally fight you right here on the field, full men and full pads. I got goosebumps when I saw it, and I can't even imagine being in the locker room. Do not underestimate the power of a Miami team that totally believes in its head coach on the last month of the season. I think they're incredibly dangerous, and it would not shock me if they won this weekend at all. And then rookie receiver Lynn Bowden Jr. went up to Flores after the, everyone went back mm-hmm. to their sidelines and tried to give Flores a fist bump, and Flores didn't basically return to, like, I'm your head coach. We don't fist yeah. bump here. I don't do that. Like, I just was out there, but – I'm back as on the sideline. I'm your coach. He does seem to be hitting every note correctly, um, even with putting Tua back in. And again, I know it's Cincinnati. If they yep. win against Kansas City, you can point to the fact that he got Tua back in against Cincinnati as an important, uh, an important moment. And then this is big for Kansas City to basically say, okay, you know, uh, you're, nice feel-good story, but yeah. uh, it's midnight and you're a pumpkin again. You know, like this is another. This is a big. I can't tell you how exciting this game is for me thank you guys so much for listening that's going to do it for us here today i expect you will all be geared up and ready to go for this season defining game no pressure boys appreciate you tuning in for this episode of the fins pod and as always i really hope you enjoyed it please remember to subscribe to the show wherever it is that you listen just to never miss a chance to chat about your favorite team the miami dolphins the show itself is available on all platforms spotify apple music Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, as well as on our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash finspod. Please go subscribe. Um, it, you, you won't miss the podcast um, if you're subscribed on YouTube, and it's definitely going to help other Dolphins fans find the show and continue to grow the community. Um, continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram with us, like I had mentioned, at finspod, and check out the site for news and content. As always, finspod.com. I hope you have an amazing day, and until next time, stay safe. Love y'all. Fins up. Beat KC. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.